Chapter 4, I Need Your Help. This chapter is extra long and also unedited. Natalie stood next to Jonathan and Joyce with her mouth dropped slightly. All three of them stared blankly at each other before a clasp of thunder brought them out of their shock. I don't think it would be smart to drive home in the storm, Joyce muttered absently. Do you mind sleeping on the couch? Natalie nodded and swallowed thickly. Uh, no problem at all. Thank you, Joyce. Joyce nodded and brought out another cigarette. I'm going to go to bed, I think, she said quietly with the tip of her head and retreated to her room. Jonathan and Natalie stared blankly at each other before Jonathan spoke up. I can get you a t-shirt to wear, he asked her. Natalie smiled softly at him. It's all right. My scrubs are pretty comfy, she said with a smile. Do you have a bathroom I can wash my face with? She asked. Jonathan pointed to the door near the right. Yeah, you can use that one. And there's a blanket on the lazy boy that you can use, he told her and gave her a light, tight-lipped smile. Well, good night. Night, Jonathan. She responded quietly and walked to the bathroom and shut the door behind her. Natalie turned on the water and quickly washed her face and looked at her reflection in the mirror. The bathroom lights flickered slightly, making a tinkering noise before stopping. Natalie tilted her head in confusion, probably the storm. She turned off the lights and grabbed the blanket off the lazy boy and plopped onto the couch. She pulled the blanket up to her nose and shut her eyes and tried to sleep. Hours seemed to have passed and she was wide awake staring at the ceiling, waiting for sleep to overcome her, but it never did. All she could think about was Will and how he just seemed to vanish. Soon the soft rays of dawn poked through the blinds as she sat up and rubbed her eyes. A creak of a door could be heard and Jonathan walked out of his room with a yawn and his eyes landed on Natalie. Couldn't sleep? He asked with a crooked smile. Is it that obvious? She smiled at him. Jonathan shrugged. A bit, but if it makes you feel any better, I don't think any of us slept, he admitted and grabbed the coffee pot from the sink. She shrugged and checked her watch. Damn, I have to work, she groaned. Why don't you take the day off, Jonathan suggested while pouring the coffee grinds into the filter. You can help me make copies of Will's missing poster, he suggested, then turned around and looked at her with a grim face. I, uh, I want to make sure Mom is okay, you know. His voice cracked slightly. I don't want her to be alone, he admitted. Natalie felt her heart break and sadness flood into her conscious. Okay. I'll take the day off, she told him and stood up, but I gotta get things set in the clinic and I'll come back. Is that okay? She asked him. Jonathan nodded. Yeah, he returned to his coffee and poured her a mug for the road. She smiled at him. Thanks, Jonathan. Should I leave Bucky here? Jonathan glanced at her dog, who was sprawled out on the floor next to Chester. Yeah, I think Mom still wants him around in case any new smells come up, he told her. Natalie nodded and waved goodbye to Jonathan as she headed out to her car. She drove to the clinic and informed Ellie that she would be out today and to have the techs take over. She then proceeded to go back to her home and change and freshen up. After taking a shower and eating some food, she put on some ripped jeans, a college t-shirt with a dark blue flannel. With her hair still wet, she drove back over to the buyer's house and parked behind Joyce's car again. Suddenly, another car rolled up behind hers. It was Chief Hopper. He wore a grimace and 
took a long drag of his cigarette before stomping it out in the damp, dead grass. His eyes widened slightly when he noticed Natalie leaning against her truck with her arms folded across her chest. Chief, she said in a low voice. Natalie, he said with a grunt and strode over to her and shoved his hands into his pockets and bit his bottom lip and looked at her. Listen, about earlier, it's fine. She dismissed him with a flick of her hand and pulled the ticket out of her pocket. But she looked up at him. Maybe you can do something about this? She flapped the ticket around. Hopper rolled his eyes and snatched the ticket from her and crumbled it up, shoving it in his pocket. That's never happening again. Next time you go, 30 over and I'm taking you back to the station. He stated firmly before turning his back and walking to the front door and knocking on it. Joyce opened the door as she narrowed her eyes. We've been waiting for six hours, she spat at him. Hopper walked in and took off his hat, and Natalie stepped in behind him and greeted Bucky, who ran up to her with a bark. Hopper glanced at Natalie before looking back at Joyce. I came as soon as I could, he countered lightly. Six hours, Joyce snapped at him while leaning against the wall. Natalie watched Hopper shift uncomfortably and looked down at her again for some sort of backup. She shrugged and raised an eyebrow, which made Hopper roll his eyes at her before looking back at Joyce. A little bit of trust here, all right? We've been searching all night. We even went all the way to Cartersville. And? Joyce asked, hopefully, and stood a little straighter. Hopper sighed. Nothing. God. Joyce took a drag on her cigarette. Hopper pointed at the phone. Flo said you got a phone call. Oh, yeah. Joyce looked at the charred phone. Hopper grabbed the phone and looked at the retriever. Storm barbecued this pretty good. The storm? Natalie asked, remembering how the phone randomly sparked. What else could it be? Hopper asked her through narrowed eyes. Joyce looked at Natalie and nodded in agreement. You're saying that it's not weird? She countered. Hopper examined the phone once more. No, it's weird, he admitted. Natalie stood to her feet. Can't you trace the call or something? She asked him. Hopper tilted his head. No, it doesn't work like that. He paused and looked back at Joyce, weighing what was going to be said next. Now, uh, you're sure that it was Will? Because Flo said you heard someone breathing, he said softly. Joyce scoffed. It was him. It was Will. She glanced at Natalie for support. Natalie gave her a small smile and Joyce continued. He was scared. Hopper furrowed his eyebrows. It was probably just a prank call. It was someone trying to scare you, he told her. Natalie let out an annoyed sound. Who would do that? Hopper shrugged. Well, this whole thing has been broadcasted on TV. It brings out the crazies. That's ridiculous. It was not a prank call, Natalie argued. Hopper stood back up to his full. And how would you know? You weren't even on the phone, he challenged her. Natalie took a step closer to him and was about to counter when Joyce spoke up for her. I know it was him, Joyce cried out. How about a little trust here? What do you think? I'm making this up. Natalie believes me. Why shouldn't you? She shot back at him. Joyce's eyes widened in anger. You don't think my own you don't think I know my own boy's breathing? Wouldn't you know your daughter's? Natalie sucked in a breath and the room grew silent. Joyce looked regretful for saying that, and Hopper looked down at his shoes. 
So, you, uh, have you heard from Lonnie? He asked, breaking the tension. No, Joyce stated coldly. Hopper put his hat back on. I'm having him checked out, he said as he walked towards the door. Suddenly, Jonathan, who had been standing by the entire time, chased after Hopper as he stormed out of the house. Natalie watched him from the doorway and saw that they came to a consensus, but Jonathan still looked irritated. Hopper brought his head back up. Blackwood, I need you to come with me, he shouted. Why? She shouted back. That's an order, he yelled and pointed to the car. Natalie rolled her eyes and looked at Bucky and then to Joyce. He can stay. I think Chester likes him, Joyce said tiredly from the table. Thank you, Joyce. I'll try and work on him, she told her friend and walked over to Hopper's car and got in. So why am I here? She asked him. I need you to help me with something, he told her as they drove away from the buyers. And what do you need my help with? She asked him while looking out the window. I'm still working on it, he said lowly. And that is the end of chapter four. Um, pretty sure that we're going to be started doing uh, more than just one chapter per podcast now due to the fact that you guys can have uh, more to listen to for longer and uh yeah we'll just have to see how it goes but thank you guys so much for listening please make sure to check out the uh person who has been writing this story um apples got snackles on wattpad as i said before their username is in the description box wherever that may be located on whatever platform you are currently listening to thank you so much for listening and i will See you guys in the next podcast. Thank you once again. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another reading of Smoke, Jim Hopper, written by Ackles Scott Snackles. Once again, you guys can find it on Wattpad. The uh, name of the writer is in the description box, wherever that may be, on whatever platform you are currently listening to it on. You guys can go check them out on Wattpad. Um, today we're going to be doing something a little bit different, uh, this episode, uh, this episode we're going to be actually reading two chapters, so we're going to be reading chapter three and four in this episode, uh, just to make the chapter a little bit longer, uh, thank you guys for listening and sticking with the story, uh, I really actually enjoy this story, and I hope you guys are enjoying it as well, alright, so, on with the story, chapter three, it's chief to you. This chapter is short of long and not edited, so there may be grammatical errors. Sorry. With a sigh, Natalie returned to the clinic and stopped working. Sorry. With a sigh, Natalie returned back to the clinic and continued working till about 4 p.m. And she approached Ellie. Hey, Ellie, I think we're going to have to close early unless there's an emergency. Give me a call, she said grimly. What happened? Is it that thing that, I am so sorry. What happened? Is it from that thing with Chief Hopper earlier today? Ellie asked while she removed her reading glasses. Natalie pinched the brim of her nose. I'm not sure that I'm able to say anything yet, but it's not good. Ellie gave her a sad smile. Okay, well, go do whatever you need to do. Thank you, Ellie. 
She smiled at her secretary and pulled on her winter coat and got into her truck. Natalie put her hands against the steering wheel and inhaled deeply. Poor Will. He was so little and fragile the last time she saw him. So innocent. She started her car and drove home in silence. Her thoughts were consumed with what she could have happened to Will. She parked her car and walked into her home to find the phone ringing. Hello? She answered. Yes, Natalie, I've been calling for ages. Joyce cried over the phone. I'm sorry, I was at the clinic, she apologized. What do you need? She asked. Joyce took a shaky breath. Have you heard? Her voice cracked in sadness. Natalie leaned against the wall. Yeah, Hopper came and told me. I was by your house last night, around the same time Will. She trailed off. Oh, that's good, Joyce mumbled to herself. Isn't your dog a retired police dog? She asked her. Natalie glanced at Bucky, who was lounging on the couch again. Yeah, he is. Do you want me to come over? She asked lightly. There was a pause before she spoke. Yes, please come. Anything to help find my boy. Her voice took, shook over the line. Okay, I'll be there as fast as I can. She told her she hung up the phone. Come on, Buck. She called to her dog, and the German Shepherd left off the couch and followed her to the truck. Natalie shut the door and turned on the car before speeding down the road, almost flooring it. Cars honked at her as she sped past them and soon saw a flash of red, white, and blue behind her. Come on, she growled and pulled over to the side of the road. It was Hopper again. He walked slowly over to her window and looked up. His eyes widened in mild surprise. Natalie, were you aware that you were going 30 over the speed limit? He asked as he pulled out his ticket pad. Yes, I was, Chief. I really have to leave. She tapped her fingers impatiently on the wheel. Hopper tilted his head. Where are you going? He asked, his voice deepening with suspicion. Natalie glanced at her watch. Joyce Byers, can I just come to the station to pick up my ticket? Why are you going to Joyce's? He questioned while stepping closer to the car, and his blue eyes landed on Bucky. Why do you have your dog? He asked. But she had a sickening suspicion that he might already know why she was heading over to the buyers. I'm helping them find Will, she stated, and looked him directly into his light blue eyes. Hopper leaned back on his heels. You don't need to do that. If you want to help, there's a search party going on later tonight, he told her while throwing his eyebrows in mild irritation. Listen, Jim, Natalie snapped at him. My friend's son is missing, and I'm going over there to help. Last time I checked, I have every right to do that since I'm not directly interfering with the investigation. Normally, Natalie is very composed, but with tension so high, she's a little snappy. Hopper clenched his jaw in anger. Fine, and it's Chief Hopper to you, not Jim. He growled and shoved the ticket into her window before swiftly walking back to the car and passing her with a honk of his horn. Natalie rolled her eyes. How petty of him. She started the car back up and drove to the buyer's house and let out a sigh when she parked behind Joyce's car. She quickly got out of the car, grabbed Bucky, and walked to her front door and rang the doorbell. Natalie, she pulled her quickly into the house and grabbed one of Will's flannels off the couch. Here, maybe this will help. She glanced down at Bucky. Does he, does he know? She waved her hand around. Uh, does he know how to track people? Natalie nodded. 
Yeah, he does. She grabbed the flannel and put it in front of Bucky's nose. Fine will, okay, Buck? She told the dog. Almost immediately, Bucky put his nose to the carpet and led them out of the house and to the shed and stopped. Natalie patted his back. I don't know why he stopped here, she told Joyce, who was starting to get angsty. Chester was barking at the shed earlier. I wonder if he... She paused, tears prickling in her brown eyes. It's okay, Joyce. Why don't we go back inside and I'll make you some tea, she offered. Joyce nodded and followed Natalie back into the house. Joyce sat down at the kitchen table and lit a cigarette, her hands shaking as she brought it up to her mouth. Natalie looked at her friend sadly and grabbed a pot and started to boil some water and leaning against the counter. A green car rolled into the driveway and out stepped Jonathan. His eyes cast down on the muddy earth as he walked into the house. Mom, he called out and took a double take when he saw Natalie making tea. Natalie, what are you doing here? He asked. I thought her dog could help find Will, Joyce said, glummy from the table. Jonathan nodded and took a seat across from his mother. I was thinking we could start making flyers. He trailed off and looked to Natalie for help. Yeah, we could make some flyers for him, she said as Joyce set the tea in front of her. Joyce took another drag on her cigarette and nodded. Okay. Jonathan nodded and went to grab some papers and pictures from the den. Natalie and Joyce moved to the couch and Jonathan sat between them and pulled out some pictures. Did you take these? Natalie asked as she grabbed pictures of a tree. Jonathan nodded. Yeah, he said quietly as he looked through the pictures. Jonathan, wow. Joyce paused and looked at Jonathan. I know I haven't been there for you. I've been working so hard and I feel bad. I don't even know what's going on with you. I am sorry about that, Joyce admitted. Natalie shifted a little, feeling a little out of place, especially when Jonathan started crying. It's okay. I know he is close. I can feel it. You just have to trust me on this, okay? She told him. Jonathan sniffled. Okay. Joyce smiled sadly and picked out a picture of Will. This is the one. Natalie smiled at her and Jonathan. Yeah, that's the one. Suddenly, the phone rang and Joyce leapt from her seat. Hello? Hello? Lonnie? Hopper? She gasped. Who is this? Will? Will? What have you done with my boy? Give me back my son. Hello? Hello? She gasped as the phone shot out sparks and Joyce quickly dropped it. Natalie and Jonathan ran over to her and Jonathan grabbed the phone. Hello? Hello? He looked at his mom. Mom, who was it? Was it Will? Natalie asked. Joyce looked at her with wide eyes. Yes. What did he say? Jonathan asked. He just breathed. Joyce cried out. I know it was his breathing. I know it was him. She stated. That is the end of chapter one. Or <laughs> the end of chapter one. Yes, the end of chapter three. Uh, now we will be starting chapter four.